Well, hello, America. Welcome again to The Daily Answer. This is your host, Mark Dunnigan. This is one of many shows that is connected to answering religious error. Every Wednesday at noon Eastern time, we have a live Bible Q&A that typically I get to be a part of. If you've got a Bible question, there's a group of men there that will seek to give you a Bible answer for a Bible question. And so make sure you tune into that. And again, those shows are also archived as well if you want to look into past episodes. Well, in some past podcasts, we have noted that various worlds, that is civilizations, empires, nations, have collapsed and ended in the past. If you've studied history, you read your Bible, you'll think of Egypt, Babylon, Assyria, Tyre and Sidon, Alexander's Greek Empire, Persian Empire, Rome. All those empires, or we could say worlds, came to an end. We have also discussed the factors that led to their decline and their fall, the very sins and attitudes that undermined their security and brought about God's judgment. And if you haven't picked up the Bible, you might want to pick up Jeremiah 18, where God basically says how he treats nations. Uh, If a nation does righteousness, does right, follows him, he blesses them. If they turn from that direction, okay, then they're not going to live last as long. If a nation is out there doing evil, but they repent and come back to him, then their life as a nation is prolonged. And so the future is not written in stone. It's not fate. Uh, Nations can die prematurely by moving away from God. They can prolong themselves by moving closer to God. Book of Proverbs chapter 14 says that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is reproach to any people. doesn't matter who you are. You rebel against God. You, you, you start practicing things that are sinful. You start living in a way contrary to the way that God designed you. Um, that affects you personally, your family, your neighborhood, your city, your state, your national life. Um, eventually you collapse as a culture. There, there has been, never has been an example of a culture in human history that was able to stay on top while in rebellion to God. For a while they might succeed, but no, there's no example of a culture like that. And also the things which made the cup of their iniquity full. That's language from Genesis 15, 18 through 19. Where God said to Abraham that it's going to be about four generations before he allows Abraham's descendants to come into the land of promise. Because there's people currently into the land and God has given those people a chance to repent. And in 400 years, the cup of their sin will be full and judgment will arrive. And in Daniel chapter 5, on the last days of the Babylonian Empire, we find that God says to the king there that God has weighed him in the balances or scales and the king was found wanting. And so that empire is going to come to an end that very night. That's Daniel 5. In this article, I wanted, or in this article or podcast, wanted to talk about the role that believers play when a culture collapses or what we might say shifts, when there's a shift in the culture. 
And it, it is noteworthy what God said to the Jewish captives that had been taken into exile in Babylon uh, because of the sins of Judah and Jerusalem. God eventually brings judgment. Uh, the temple is destroyed. The walls of the city are broken down. The city is leveled by the Babylonians. And there's a number of people taken into captivity. And this is what he tells them. Their world has ended. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles whom I have sent in the exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is Jeremiah 29, 4 through 9. Build houses, live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and father sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may give birth to sons and daughters and grow in numbers there and do not decrease. Seek the prosperity of the city where I have set you into exile and pray to the Lord in its behalf for in its prosperity will be your prosperity. For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel says, do not let your prophets who are in your midst or your diviners deceive you. Do not listen to their interpretations of your dreams, which you dream. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. And the thought would be is that during this time, there were many false prophets that were saying, oh, this is only going to be temporary and you're going back home. And God says, no, this is going to last 70 years. Okay, so don't believe the ear ticklers. Don't believe those that are telling you something that you want to hear. But what impresses me is that believers are a great stabilizing factor in any culture. I find it significant that God does not tell believers to hide or seek to live in some remote or hidden location. Neither does he say, well, the world's too bad to bring children into he says, I want you getting married. I want you having children. I do not want you decreasing. I want you multiplying. Okay. The new culture needs you. The new place needs you. People around need your prayers, your diligence, your morality, your ethics, your worldview, your hard work. This place needs the truth as well. You know, I'm not sure if Satan really wants Christians to be scattered because that has not worked well for Satan in the past. It only seemed to spread Christianity. For we're like leaven, we're like seed. You might read Acts 8, 1 through 4 on that point. Where God's people go, lives are changed. You know, I think at times Satan wants to try to keep us isolated. And the question is, has Satan been able to isolate or quarantine you from the people that really need you into their lives? Has Satan quarantined you from your neighbors, from your coworkers? Okay, need to get out. I want to also remind us that God designed the church in a way that it can easily exist and adapt in a constantly changing world and situations. We are not dependent upon materials or support from some earthly headquarters. There was no earthly headquarters for the church in the Bible. Jesus is the sole head. Ephesians 1, 21 through 23. There are no layers of bureaucracy that are above us. All we need is simply a place to meet. Some songs, fruit of the vine, unleavened bread for the Lord's Supper, Bibles, and enough water to immerse someone. Our, he our headquarters heaven. That's our mothership. You know, there's a good number of groups out there, religious groups out there that would 
really have a hard time surviving tomorrow if their headquarters was taken out, if the if the bureaucracy disappeared. Yet your local congregation is not like that. You know, as we've traveled across the country, we've worshiped with a number of local congregations and larger and small churches. And those groups are there because they're supporting the work there. They don't depend on any sort of bureaucracy above them. They're doing their own work and they're creating their own class materials, creating their own Bible studies. That's what you see when you travel. They're reading the Bible, they're meeting, they're taking care of business, they're spreading the word. If they found that they were the only ones left on the earth that believed what the Bible said, they would keep on functioning. You know, in the past 120 years, the Lord's church has endured two major upheavals, or 90% of the people, property, and assets went off into apostasy. But each time we rebuilt, we have a proven track record of being very resilient, knowing how to adjust to upheavals and to rebuild if necessary. In many places, the local congregation could still continue, even if all the elders or evangelists were arrested. We have a very informed and well-taught membership. Countless men can give lessons and teach classes. If we were scattered as the early Christians in Jerusalem, many of our members could go out, start a new group, and do a great job in teaching the lost and the next generation. We are not dependent upon some high-profile and charismatic leader because we follow Christ. No matter what happens, as the culture shifts, the culture changes, a world ends, an empire comes to an end, etc. As a Christian, you're needed. You're salt and light. You have a role to play. You are a stabilizing force and factor in any civilization. In a sense, you are the future. You are one of the bright spots of the future. Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, see you in the funny papers.